0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
1: Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
2: And welcome to the show, and happy Thanksgiving To all of you, all of you, all such great listeners you have been, and I wish you and your family a wonderful Thanksgiving, as does everyone from Bender Consulting and Voice America. Now, today, this is a special treat for me. It's going to be a bigger treat for you, but what an honor for me. What an honor. As we're getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving, hold on. Because we have as our special guest, Miss Dora Bush Cook. Here is someone we are all thankful to have on our side. She is a champion for all people with disabilities. She is a great friend to all of us. She works day and night to help people with disabilities. And you know what I'd say about this woman? She's all about serving. That's Doro. She's all about serving. Doro, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Joyce. That's so nice. I mean, I I can't live up to that glorious introduction, but it's very kind of you, and I'm really glad to be on your show today.
2: Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. And you know what? See, speaking of this, here's my first question. And, And I have to tell all of you this. You know, you meet someone that is the celebrity status of Doro Bush Cook. Sister of the current president, daughter of former President Bush. And, you know, you would think, oh, that she would just be thinking, I'm all that. And you know how <laughs> some people are when they get to that level. But I'm, i i got to tell you, this woman is not like that at all. She <laughs> is so kind. She's very down-to-earth, very humble, um, just makes everyone feel comfortable, never makes you feel like that, um, And and that is... Of course, I feel one of your greatest traits, Dora, mm-hmm. but I did want to ask you, you know, how how did that happen? Why are you like that? Because as you probably know, there are many people that when they do get power or they do get to the celebrity status, that isn't how they are. So what would you attribute that to?
1: Well, that's so nice of you to say, but um, I I think I was very lucky growing up because I had incredible parents, Um my mom and dad uh, always, you know, I mean, made sure that we acted appropriately and didn't show off or do anything like that. And um, they gave us unconditional love. And no matter if we decided to be in politics or if we decided to um, go into business or whatever any of our their children wanted to do, they just loved us. And no matter what. And I think you get a lot of strength in life when you have good parents who love you. But, you know, my mom, is; she'll tell it right out like it is. And if we ever acted, you know, uppity or this or that, she'd call us right down on the carpet. In fact, one of my favorite stories about my mom is that um, after President Bush 43, my brother... Became the president. We were up in Maine, sitting around in our uh, my parents' bedroom. They have a couch in there, and we all pile in there and have coffee together and things. And the president came in and he put his feet on the coffee table. And my mom said, "I, I don't care if you're who you are, president of the United States. You got to take your feet off my coffee table." <laughs> and it was so funny because here he was, president and everything, and she was still a mom first. And I think. You know I was lucky in that regard,
2: yes, yeah, boy, what a difference that makes
1: mm-hmm. and and
2: especially for you father a president- brother a president mm-hmm. I mean that is you know here you are now once in a lifetime thing, I mean that is unbelievable, but I also will add too, your father also is very big on serving
1: that's true, my dad um his you know i'm trying to his quote is um no successful life does not include service to others, and that's just big for him and so hopefully we all um can live up to some of that we read, couldn't be as good as he is in in his incredible life of service, but um you know we all try to try to follow in his footsteps and service really is number one for him. And now that he's, you know, isn't president and has been in private life for a long time, he has more time to do that.
2: And what a great man he is. Mm -hmm. What a great man he is. Um, Let me tell you, Dora, we had to uh, cut some of these questions because we had so many questions people wanted to ask you, but I do have (laughs) a few for you. Here is one from a Miriam in uh Nebraska. First of all, thank you so much for taking time to be on this show that really demonstrates your commitment to caring about people with disabilities. My my question for you is, would you mind sharing with us one of your favorite Thanksgivings?
1: Okay. Um wow. Well, well, um we've been lucky enough the last 8 years and then in the 4 years my dad was president to spend thanksgiving and christmas at Camp David um which is the presidential retreat in Thurmont, Maryland in the Catoctin Mountains and um one of the things that we do at thanksgiving is we go to church and we um and we thank God for all of our blessings we we know how lucky we are and and I think just lucky to be Americans and we feel blessed. So we do that and then we have a feast together and um and you know, I we just feel really lucky. I'm going to have to learn to cook next year because <laughs> we won't be there, but um we have a lot of wonderful memories to think back on. But just being with our family is is the best part of it all. And um and you know, we watch movies together and a lot of football. Everybody in our family are football fans. So that's always part of our Thanksgiving.
2: Yes, I did not know you had a family member with the, acquainted with the Cleveland Browns there, Duro.
1: hmm I do. My oldest son, uh, Sam, works for the Cleveland Browns. And it's a lot of fun. We're, we live in the Washington, D.C. area, so we're Redskins fans, but um, I have now, become a major Cleveland Browns fans fan, and um, and so it's, it's a lot of fun to, it, you know, he feels really lucky to work in the NFL. He works all hours of the day, has no time to come home for Thanksgiving, and he'll come home Christmas Eve and leave Christmas Day because that's the way football is, but I love that he's working hard, and he'll tell me things like, Mom, we just got back from the Buffalo Bills game, and I got back at 3 in the morning, and I slept on the blow-up mattress, and I woke up at 6 because we had to review the tapes and this and that. And as a mom, you love hearing that your son is work- working really hard. I feel sorry for him, but not very sorry because I love that he's working.
2: Well, you know, I know he'll know the Pittsburgh Steelers store, Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I but, forgot that you yeah, know. I know people steal their, their rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers tell you this one, one story, and, and, and this is, I'll never forget this, is that when Art Modell sold the Browns years ago, yes. and when he came to Pittsburgh, you know, they had a game against the Steelers, the fans in the stadium stood up
1: with their backs, because they were so mad that he did that to the mm, I know. Hey, hey, Joyce! I've sort of lost you. I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? No? there you go.
2: You're back. Sorry about that. That's okay. Yeah, what I was saying is they may be a rival, but they're our rival. <laughs> that's right. They're our rival. Well, that's good. I wish him the you know best of luck. But that is, I think, just being with your family on Thanksgiving is the best part.
1: Mm-hmm. That really is. Just, you know,
2: just sharing time with them. I think that is the best part. It's uh, true. And and I hope that all of you listening to this show know how much this family has done for people with disabilities. Your father was one of the first people behind us, Doro, Mm -hmm. because he signed the Americans with Disabilities Act. And he was always disability-oriented and still is till this day. Um, Can you tell us, what what did that mean to him?
1: Well, I think, you know, when he signed that in July of, um, I think it was, yeah, 1990, um he you know it was just it just meant a lot to him that he could be part of that um incredible legislation that um you know where people were no longer barred from buildings and transportation and uh, opportunity was able to open up um for an enormous well forty three million people and um he he wasn't involved with it by himself, obviously there are lots of great um uh, civil rights leaders who helped him on it like Evan Kemp and Justin Dart and Senator Bob Dole and on and on and but it it threw open the door of exclusion that had previously shut so many people out and um that was just i think it's one of the things he's most proud of um as president and um i know it's one of the things things i'm most proud of that he did. And, you know, it just affected so many people's lives and um, just it gave hope to people. And I think um, that was really important to him and um, continues to be important to him.
2: Yes, that's right. Um, I mean, what he did, uh, you know, the Americans with Disabilities Act (coughs) is a civil rights act. And him signing that really provided freedom for all of us. Think about that. Think of all the people that are now employed. Yeah that could not be employed before. Millions. Think about that. I mean that is an amazing thing when you think what signing that act did. Mm-hmm. And I know any time I've ever heard your father speak, he still seems so proud of that day.
1: He is proud. He is proud of that day and um you know it's I think it was one of the landmarks of his presidency.
2: Okay, wait a minute. Now I think we have a caller on the line here. Judy, are you on the line?
3: I am on the line, Joyce. How are you? Okay,
2: Judy, how are you doing? Happy Thanksgiving.
3: Happy Thanksgiving to you and everyone at Bender Consulting. And, Doro, Happy Thanksgiving to
1: you and your family. (laughs) Thank you. Same to you. Uh,
2: Doro, Judy is the Executive Director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central Pennsylvania.
1: Okay.
3: Yeah,
2: go Go ahead. ahead, Go ahead, Judy. Uh,
3: Yes, well, I just just wanted to say, uh, you know, uh following up on what you were just talking about duro about uh your father working with with uh, those pioneers in the disability community including Tony Coelho and uh-huh. uh the uh you know I, I remember that so well uh in the disability community that day when uh, they signed the American with Disabilities Act in into law and how excited we were. Mm-hmm. And then, and it was so exciting and, and it was so shocking to all of us that immediately so many attorneys sort of like jumped on it and found out little loopholes that they can get through. Unfortunately, mm. it certainly was not your father's intent. No. So these 20 years later we had to revisit it and here your, your, your brother was able to, uh, sign that bill again and, and make sure that people with disabilities, uh, were not deprived of, of, of their rights.
1: Right, exactly, and um, this September um, the President did sign that, and um, it just broadens the bill, I guess you would say, and and I guess covers up for those loopholes you were talking about, and broadens the definition of disability and expands the population that would be eligible for protection under the 1990 ADA um, Americans with Disabilities Act, and so um, it just is an extension of the bill, and and it's great. I, I love I think to exactly to the pictures it was, um, of um,
3: exactly what what it's, uh, the original intent was. Mm-hmm. And uh, and which I think is you know, it may sound like it's expanding what was already in there, but actually that was what your father and those pioneers had intended. With. And and little by little they were taking those things out. And now, because of you know, uh, a lot of people have worked very hard. You know, your brother did re-sign that into act and and made it more inclusive. Mm-hmm. So uh, your family has a lot to be proud of on that. Uh, end.
1: Well, thanks. I'm I'm proud of them too. I love seeing the pictures of um, of September um, 25th when Dad came down to be with the president mm-hmm. and other civil rights leaders mm-hmm. to sign that amendment. And um, it was just neat to see them together because it just um you know sure. enforced the idea that um you know this is an important issue to to them and to our whole family, and I yeah, love seeing that
2: and, yes Judy for you and and for all of our listeners right now, what Dora is referring to is when this a d a memis Act was signed, mm-hmm. her father. He wanted to be the there, picture. and he went to the White House with President Bush to sign that, which I that, I think that just really makes a statement of how he feels about it.
3: I agree 100%, you know, uh, and it's something to be very proud of. And we thank you so much, and it's one more thing to be thankful for at this Thanksgiving. Oh,
2: That's okay. right. That's right. Hey, Judy, have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and keep up the great work you're doing.
3: Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you, Judy. Bye-bye.
2: Bye. <laughs> See, this is a great example right here. With the changes that occurred to the Americans with Disabilities Act, people such as me, people with epilepsy, were not covered Mm -hmm. under the ADA. So in other words, if I went to work someplace, but if I, um, you know, if someone found out I had epilepsy and said, oh, we're not going to promote her because she has epilepsy, um, and I found out about that and I said, wait a minute, they're discriminating. Actually, no, they're not because at that time I was not considered a person with a disability unless I was having a seizure right at that time. So, which is totally ludicrous. And so now to all of you listening to the show with epilepsy or bipolar disorder or anyone, you know, using any other type of medication or even cochlear implants, you are covered. Mm-hmm. Because the president signed the ADA Amendments Act, and I knew, of all people, Doro, that would make you so happy.
1: Oh yeah, I mean it. It just has kind of come full circle, and now the two presidencies that I'm been associated with or have been excited about and proud of have included um, disabilities in their agendas, and it's just it's been great. It's just great.
2: Yes, it is wonderful. Now, your family, were they always like this about disability, always disability-oriented, even before your father became president?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, um, yes, I, I would say so, and that it's always been, you know, both presidents are inclusive kinds of people and and don't like um, the... Uh, Discrimination of exclusion and so I think it you know is a, a sort of a culmination of their uh the way we grew up the way my dad's philosophy and so sort of fits with with the way that what they believe in
2: well he is I want to tell you so kind of him to send me um a note and a picture talking about um he knew I knew you and about my commitment to disabilities. But I remember that time I met him, Doro. I was mm. so overwhelmed I couldn't even speak. I know.
1: I know. Well, he's a sweetie, sweet man and good man, and you're a good woman doing great things. And so, you know, you get emotional about, you know, your feelings come up, and gosh, that's, so, that's the way I am.
2: Yeah, well, that is the way you are. Listening to the show, I want you to know Doro has on her own gone out and talked to different people telling them about employing people with disabilities. She has gone out and talked to CEOs uh, and other people and you know really does she does not have to do any of this but she has made that a point and so she too Is paying it forward. I always say you're 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 going like you're doing your father's work. You're taking it forward, Mm -hmm. Duro. And and I want everyone with disabilities to know that because I think that is so absolutely wonderful that you are that way. And you know we appreciate it.
1: Well, thanks. I mean, there's a lot of good people in the world that are trying to trying to uh, do do some of this work. And I'm a very small speck in the in the spectrum, but. I enjoy working with you and um, helping, and if I can. So,
2: well, I enjoy working with you also because you are such a good person. And I do know one of those other people. It's the person that introduced me to you, mm-hmm. which is Tony Quello, who I also know is a very big fan of your father, and who you know was the author of the ADA and really fought hard to get this ADA Amendments Act signed, and has been just, you know, a wonderful person in my life and did something really wonderful for me because that's how I met you, Doro. <laughs>
1: well, he he's a great man. And um, the, real, the way I know him is because my husband worked for him. He was actually his driver way, way back in the 70s and, um, and then worked for him in the Congress. And, of course, Tony served in the Congress for over... 10 years i think over 10 years and um and had a great career there and um bobby he sort of and continues to be a mentor for my husband bobby cook and um and, and Tony's had just a long standing um commitment to the disability community he was on the president's commission i think at one point and anyhow um he and i are friends i i love him a lot. He's a democrat, of course, and I'm a republican, but um one of the things that I think is so important is is working with people on the other side of the aisle because um you know, you, you it's the only way to get things done and um he's a great guy. Just well, you see there. Love him.
2: And, and there is another good example of you working so closely with Tony because Tony took told me one day, listen, we're gonna go meet Dora Bush Cook. This is the president's sister. And I and, and I was so I said, What? <laughs> you think she'll come and meet me? <laughs> yes, she will. So, you know, we go to this luncheon and then of course Dora knows what he did. He pretended he knew I had just obtained a hearing aid. And so I'm sitting there talking to her, and he's talking, mouthing words without talking. (laughs) Um, And Doro had to speak up and say, Tony, don't be so mean. Uh, I mean, which was really the funniest thing in the world that he did that. But, boy, that definitely broke the ice (laughs) whenever (laughs) I met with you. But you know what? I could tell you, Doro, he lives it every day.
1: He really does. He's a great guy. He really does.
2: And he also very close with your father. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, he is in the book you wrote.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah, I definitely write about him and, uh, and the work he's done with Dad, and he's, he's just a friend and, um, you know, a great friend of our whole family's, really.
2: Well, as Dora said, the only way we'll get anywhere when we have a 65% unemployment rate, For Americans with Significant Disabilities. You know, one time I spoke at a conference, Doro, and I showed the clip of when your father said the words he said about let the wall come tumbling down. Mm -hmm. I showed that clip. And when I was done, I looked at this audience. I think I was speaking to the federal government, and I said, now you just heard him say let the shameful wall of exclusion finally come tumbling down. You didn't listen. You didn't listen to the president. Because he meant it. And mm-hmm. here we are, you know, still with this high unemployment rate. Um and that actually is a question of ours from Sarah in Mississippi, which is uh Doro, thank you so much for being on the show. Mm-hmm. Never in a million years did I think I would get to ask you a question, <laughs> but my question is how does your father feel about the high unemployment rate for people with disabilities when he himself made it very clear that he felt we should be included?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I mean, I I think it's discouraging to him, and I think he would, um, you know, just... Ask people to continue to fight for the freedom of peoples with disabilities and the employment for people with disabilities. I mean, I'm sure he's discouraged about it. I mean, because it was a giant priority for him. And, um, uh, and it's just tough in this economy. I mean, it's, you know, it's tough for, um, young people to find jobs. It's tough for, you know, for anyone to find jobs. And so, um, you know it's it's just a it's just a really difficult period but it's 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 a time to um continue to uh fight for um uh, people with disabilities you can't give up i mean um it's it's going to turn around and it slowly if everyone does one little you know little gesture things will turn around and um and i think they are i mean i think with the work that you do, Joyce, and the work that, you know, we get more CEOs involved and more people aware that there are people with disabilities who who um, can work harder and better than uh, most other employees. I mean, you know, we just got to, again, uh, change people's perceptions and tear down walls. And anyway, I don't know. I'm not an expert, but I... I can only hope and do take baby steps and do what I can do and hope that others will do the same thing.
2: Well, you know what, though? If everyone would do what you said, just speak out, do something about it. You know, that's it with people with disabilities. I was just reading that in this past election, over 20 million people with disabilities voted. Mm. We never had a census before about how many people with disabilities vote. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I Justin Dart used to always say, vote as if your life depends upon it, because it does. You really have to understand that if everyone would get out there and talk to people and, and not just accept this, we would make progress. And before we go to break, Dora, we mm-hmm. have a question here from a Mary in D.C. who says... Uh, Miss Cook, could you talk for a minute about your work with the National Rehab Hospital?
1: Oh, sure. Um, I've been with the hospital for, gosh, over 18 years. And um, I started, I worked in the development office and I worked on a golf tournament. I ran a golf tournament they had there and started it and then to raise money and then um, worked ran some boards that they had there and then now serve on the Board of Directors. It's a wonderful hospital run by a fellow named Edward Eckenhoff, who's a friend of yours, Joyce, Uh who you met, and um, who started the hospital. He's a guy who got in a car accident and was paralyzed from the waist down when he was in his early 20s. Um, So he's a fellow who knows firsthand uh, the importance of... A hospital like this—what goes on there? The rehabilitation of people with have had car accidents, or of gunshot wounds, or of arthritis, or have, um, you know, all kinds of rehabilitative needs. This guy um, started this hospital and knows firsthand what it takes. And it's a wonderful institution. Um, my own brother was there the other day. He had a hip surgery and went there for rehab. I've known all kinds of people who've been through there. Um, recommend it. Um, and love my work with the hospital. And, um, so just a great environment.
2: And also, your, didn't your mother do a lot with them too?
1: Yeah, my mother, yeah. when she was the first lady, she, um, she brought other, um, first ladies from around the world there so that they could see a state-of-the-art rehabilitative institute. And um, so it was a great thing because we were able to spread the word about rehabilitation um, around the world.
2: This is what I mean about how your family has been involved for a long time with various issues of disability. And this National Rehabilitation Hospital really does do so much great work. Mm-hmm. It really does. And, you know, I think it's so wonderful because after someone has a life-changing experience, it's also good to know there's hope that you can still work, That you, you know, that you can still have a life, that you mm-hmm. can still move on, um, because sometimes people think, no, but really you can.
1: And that's what they're really good at is getting people back into the mainstream of life and Teaching, you know, a guy who is a quadriplegic um, to drive with all kinds of special equipment or, so that the guy or the woman can go back to work. And um, teaches them to, to maneuver on all different kinds of surfaces, um, curbs and things that they'll have to uh, relearn how to do. And it's a neat place.
2: It really is, and I hope you'll check that out. But right now, we are going to go to break for a moment. As we celebrate Thanksgiving, we are also remembering how thankful we are that the ADA Amendments Act was signed this September 25th to give us all freedom in America. We are so thankful, and we are celebrating with the President's sister, Doris Bush Cook. We will be right back after break. Don't go away. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back.
0: Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again? 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. Mom?
2: I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are 2.5 million Americans with the condition, and 1 in 10 Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000.
1: VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or
2: comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Spender. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you and welcome back to the show. What a great show it is because we are so honored to have Dora Bush Cook with us. As we celebrate Thanksgiving, the ADA and the ADA Amendments Act. Doro, as you mentioned earlier about how important it is on issues like this that are so hard to be bipartisan, have bipartisan Mm -hmm. support, Um, and hopefully we will continue that way as we go through this new administration. Uh, But I know for a fact that the ADA Amendments Act was a result of bipartisan support. I I know all about it because the Epilepsy Foundation was so involved, but it reminded me of your father and President Clinton, Mm. which many people maybe don't know or aren't aware of, but I thought maybe you could use that as an example for this country of of what can happen with bipartisan support.
1: Sure. Um, And even before their... Relationship and friendship and working relationship when my dad was president um, he he had many, many friends across the aisle, like Dan Rostenkowski and people um, all kinds of people that he worked with that were um, Democrats and of course he was a republican and so but I love the relationship between President Clinton and my dad and how they came together. It really was the idea of this current president that they came together to work for um hurricane relief for um tsunami relief and then after that Katrina. And you know, two I mean really they couldn't be more diametrically opposite when it comes to personalities and and you know, sort of who they are as people. You know, President Clinton of course being much younger than my dad. But um and and issues wise really, they didn't share a lot. But when it comes to, when it came to helping the American people and, um you know, two great leaders coming together uh, was incredibly effective. And as a result of that work they did together, they really forged this incredible friendship. And I never thought that I would see President Clinton come spend a weekend with us up in Kennebunkport, Maine, but I think he's been, well, I know he's been twice, at least. And, um, and, and I think, you know, he sees my dad as sort of a father figure in a way. Um, and, and I know he treats him with incredible respect, which as a daughter, I appreciate. When they went over to Indonesia, traveled together, um, my dad's chief of staff, Jean Becker, was with them, and she describes, how when you know they were walking along this uneven terrain, and my dad, of course, just almost well was in his eighties um and President Clinton would hold his arm, maybe he was not quite eighty, but just i think he was eighty, and he would hold his arm so that he wouldn't fall and and really treated him with incredible respect and and my dad. Of course you know is is very fond of president Clinton um likes him um a lot, and so it's it's been an amazing um friendship. But from this friendship, a lot of good has come, and it just shows how two people who um you know may not agree on everything but can do great things together.
2: well, you know what? this could not be better timing because I think we have a caller on the line, Tony, are you on the line? I sure am. All right. (laughs) How about perfect timing for
0: that, Doro? Mm -hmm. Uh, Hi, Tony. Hello, Doro. How are you? Good. Happy
1: Thanksgiving. Same to you. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I I love hearing your story about uh, the two presidents. I think that's absolutely fabulous. Uh, You know, as one who worked with your dad, uh, uh, I happen to agree that he's a great man and I love the fact that uh, uh, we worked together on the ADA and I love the fact that you relate and uh, that he felt that uh, the uh, helping get the ADA through and sign into law was one of his uh, great achievements. And, mm-hmm. and I um, love when I was with him on Valentine's Day of this year. Uh, uh, telling him how significant that is now worldwide and that there are over uh, 50 countries throughout the world that now have some form of the ADA that uh, he signed into law. And uh, when we were trying to get the uh, ADA amendments through, uh, he was very helpful to us in uh, trying to get uh, and successfully getting Senator uh, Patch to uh, support our efforts in the Senate side this time around. So not only was he helpful in 89 and 90, he was helpful in uh, 2008 in order to get the ADA back to where it belonged as he originally uh, put into law. So uh, I love him and love what he's done to help those of us with disabilities. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, He's, you know, it's a huge huge part of his um presidency, a huge, you know, shining light of his presidency, I think, and I know how important it is to him, but I know he enjoys working with you and um so so it's been it's been a wonderful thing.
2: And Tony, uh earlier, earlier in the beginning of the show, Dora did tell everyone how she met you and about Bobby and how how much she loves you and what a great person you are but she explained to everyone how at one time her husband was your driver
0: that's exactly
1: right <laughs> yep he was you gave him his start in in his career and so and i was saying that you you are a mentor to bobby and how all those people that worked for you you know still seek out your counsel, and I know you all go and have dinner and kind of talk about everybody's lives, and Bobby really appreciates that.
0: I just talked to Bobby today, as a matter of fact. <laughs> um, but, no, it's I love the relationship I have with Bobby and the others. Uh, um, and Bobby, uh, he, he has done a great job today, as
1: everybody knows, as
0: president of the Wine Institute, California Wine Institute and um but you know uh we talk about uh, uh former president bush we talk about bobby and but we don't talk about doro and what a uh, a great person you are
1: tori mm, well thank you
0: and you really are so we uh, we love you very much so i think it's uh, great that you have written this book about your father and and uh, i remember being at uh, your uh, your dinner at the white house when you and Bobby got married, and and um, when it came, Dad, for your time, for your Dad to say or say some remarks, he couldn't uh, couldn't say them because he was all choked up, um, and uh, your your mother had to to say the remarks. <laughs> he uh, he uh, he loves you as you know very much. Mm-hmm. Very special, so
1: that's yep. so sweet. I have a picture of you and I um, in my family room, I have pictures from our wedding, and one of the pictures is you and I dancing at the White House. Yeah. (laughs) That was fun. We need to get
2: that picture. We need that, that picture. Hey, Tony, one other thing I want you to mention before you go is how incredible it was, and I know you know this from your life in politics, to have former President Bush go to the White House and sign the ADA Amendments Act with the current president.
0: Well, it was one of my really uh, desires that that happen. I was suggesting that when we first started really pushing to to get it signed, I uh, sent a note to Ed Gillespie, who Doro knows well, who Mm -hmm. worked for former President Bush and is now the Deputy Chief of Staff. I sent Ed an email and then went over and met with Ed and said, look, it, I'm determined to uh, help get this thing to uh, current President Bush. Uh, but the thing I really would like to see happen is to have, uh, uh, at that signing, um, uh, former President Bush there uh, so that we would have father and son, uh, the one who signed the original and the one who is signing the amendments to make the original whole again, and have me present in the room, I said, that's my dream, and uh, hopefully we can make that happen. So uh, it was great to to have that happen, and and uh, President Bush and fighting his father there, I thought that was a very sweet moment and very important moment for, uh, for the disability community to have the
1: two of them together
0: at that signing.
1: I'm so glad you thought of that idea because Dad makes a huge point, you know, to let the president be president, and he's off the stage now and this and that. But that, if there ever were time for him to come back, I think that was that was a great moment, and I'm, I thought that was wonderful too.
0: Yeah, I was really pleased. Uh, the only sad thing is that I had to go in for a heart procedure and couldn't get down there for the. Mm. For the uh, signing, but uh, I was thrilled that um, that they that they did it together. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was a, a a very key moment. So I loved it. And your brother sent me a signed uh, red copy of the bill, which was very Good. nice of him. So that was very nice, nice gesture on his part.
2: And, and, Tony, I was telling Doro, all of us with epilepsy, and I did point out Tony was so involved in this, Doro. He worked behind the scenes so long with the Epilepsy Foundation, and there were many other groups involved. Don't misunderstand me, but I do have to tell you, the Epilepsy Foundation took the lead on this, and I was explaining to Doro how the people like you and I are now covered.
0: That's right. I, I wrote the bill. Um original bill, and then the Supreme Court decided that those of us with epilepsy uh, only had an episodic disability and that we were not covered by the ADA and that Congress did not intend to cover us,
1: which I found
0: interesting because that meant that I was stupid because I didn't cover myself. <laughs> um, and uh, so we had to redo the bill and... and. Uh, Uh, put in new legislation to make sure that uh, we got us covered again. So that Mm -hmm. was done, and it was very specific, and so we're now covered all over again.
1: That's so good.
0: Yeah, so it's exciting. And
1: And
2: we are. We're so thankful. And, Dora, being that you've known Tony even longer than I have, and you know how highly I think of Tony, but I said to Tony that, see, when they did all that, Dora, they, they thought most people would just say, well, okay, let it go, can't do anything about it. But, you know, they, they must not have known Tony. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's for sure.
2: <laughs> must not have known Tony because he did not ever stop. I can remember five years ago at the Epilepsy Foundation Board of Directors meeting when he looked me right in the eyes and said, you know, I am going to work on this until we are covered again, and here we are. So, Tony, thank you very much. Yes, I We know. all love you, Tony. Mm-hmm,
0: me too. Thank you, Dora. Thank you for being on Joyce's show, and uh, we all love you very much and appreciate what you do, and uh, take mm-hmm. care of your dad and take care of Bobby and all the kids. Happy okay. Thanksgiving.
1: Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to you okay. too, Tony.
0: Okay,
1: bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. And he
2: is just proves the point of when there is an issue, no matter what it is. Oh, it's so much better when you work together. It's so, so much
1: true. better. And you know there you know and I know and Tony knows there's always people who want to put up roadblocks for whatever reason and and the fact that he was so tenacious and persistent and you know being out of government and yet still being able to do all that good work I think is amazing and so great.
2: Yeah, that's what is amazing to me, is that he is not even in office, Mm -hmm. has no reason to be doing this, and he worked nonstop on this, never stopped until he got this taken care of.
1: Mm -hmm. It's great.
2: Yes, and thank goodness he did because it helped so many. I mean, Dora, there were people that, you know, would have a seizure at work and would be terminated, and and, um, in some cases, even though they'd had a seizure earlier that day, they still weren't covered so here we go now we are and again it gives us so much to be thankful for but you know what since it is the holiday season Uh I do want to bring up your book My Father, Uh My President which is a great book written by Doro about um, her father and I want to tell you what if you're listening to the show right now it is a great holiday gift so Doro first could you tell us what made you decide to do this
1: well, um, it actually was the idea of someone else, um who it was actually the idea of my father's administrative assistant when he was president. Her name was Patty Presock and she had all these very personal files um uh, that my dad kept when he was president that no one had ever seen and she thought a book um about a president from a daughter's perspective would be unique and 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 uh, a fun thing for me to do, but a, a wonderful way to um, to write about my father. And so, so I decided to do it, and it was the greatest thing I ever did because I was able to... You know, I never thought I'd have the chance to work with my dad, and um, he was always available by email or BlackBerry or phone or fax or whatever... And we had a lot of fun reminiscing about his life, and I also interviewed over um over i think almost two hundred other people who were in my dad's life and uh well but I either interviewed them or um or got letters from them uh stories containing stories about my dad and then I interviewed um others and Anyway, all world leaders and colleagues and friends and opponents and um, family. And um, I gathered all these wonderful stories about my dad and incorporated them in this book. And so it was a really fun project.
2: Wow, what a great what a great thing that must have been. Okay, Doro. Anyone yeah. listening to this show right now, um, if they do want to purchase this book, how do they get it?
1: Well, they can get it on Amazon.com. That's the easiest way, or BarnesandNobles.com um, on the internet, and they can you know that's the easiest way.
2: Okay, and and why I would recommend this book is, not is it a great book, but, you know, as she told you stories about President Clinton and Tony and, all, and the ADA and all of this is in the book, it really is a great book. And if you have any other questions about the book, you can also contact me at voiceamerica.com or benderconsult.com, and we'll make sure we get you the information. But there you go, I'm helping you with a holiday <laughs> gift ahead of time. My Father, My President by Dora Bush Cook. And it is at most bookstores. It would be at Barnes & Noble Borders in addition to going to Amazon. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Uh Uh-huh. All right. Well, Dora, I wanted to know if you have any advice for young people uh, with disabilities who right now, as you well know, many people are frantic, nervous, Mm -hmm. don't know what to think with this economic uh, situation? Uh, do you, what? What words of advice do you have for them? Oh,
1: I'm not. I, I I would just say to um, stick with it. You know, to keep keep looking for jobs um, because you know there's no reason why um, you shouldn't be employed. It's obviously a difficult time now that you know the economy is cyclical and and will get better. You just gotta. Be tenacious and hang in there and um you know I don't know it's tough, but um I hope that people will um, will uh, will continue to help those in need because the need is even greater now um, and and that people will continue to to invest in the economy and you know we need to tighten our belts but we also need to um, continue to to participate when we can and hopefully then jobs will um come up and things will change and get better and i i you know I, I i i'm hoping for good things with our new administration i i know that they'll be working hard to try to make things better and i think we just have to be positive and have confidence in this new administration. And I don't know. I'm not an economist, so I, I, I don't know how things are going to be. I would just encourage people to stay positive and to be tenacious and to continue to work hard. And 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 uh, and things, I think, will get better.
2: Yes, I agree with you, and I I think that things will get better. Um, and I think that, you know, in the United States, when, no matter who it is that is president, remember, they are looking out for the best of this country. Mm-hmm. And and I would say that um, one of the worst things I think people can do is around, be around people that are telling them there's no hope, because there is. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, and we at Bender Consulting, we are still hiring people, and we are still moving forward. Uh, but, you know, you've got to – I told someone the other day that Henry Ford quote, if you think you can or think you can't, you're right.
1: Uh-huh, exactly. In other words, you've got to just keep one day at a time, have
3: faith, move and, forward.
1: And do research. I mean – there are parts of the economy that are doing better than others and there are opportunities that come up um when you know i mean things shift and and if you get online and and kind of look around and you might have to do something you 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 know that isn't your first choice for now but uh, later on You know, some other things that might be something you're interested in will open up. And so you kind of have to get creative and, you know, I don't know.
2: And now I think that's good advice. Yeah. Dora, I wanted to ask you, what is your proudest accomplishment
1: this year? I think my proudest accomplishment this year is that uh, my children want to come home and be with their family, that they're all working hard and are productive citizens. Um, I have a daughter who's just back from six months in Africa. Wow. Teaching and... Oh, that's awesome. ...children that are um, orphans because they've had parents who have died of HIV. And my son is working hard and um, my third child my son my other son um he works for something called McKenna's wagon every Wednesday after school where he feeds the poor downtown he goes to a school in Washington DC downtown and 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 my little girl and um you know in her youth group does things and so i guess my proudest accomplishment is that they're aware of service and that they want to be productive and you know there's they're definitely not perfect. There's room for improvement as all parents know. They but um I guess that's my proudest my children and how that they're doing well and and want to be home and love their family and, and are trying to make a difference.
2: Oh well, that is something to definitely be proud of. You know, Dora, I always tell people, remember, I know that if we were judged today before a maker, it is easy to give when things are easy. Mm. True giving is when things are a little tough, because remember, what are we supposed to be doing? We're all supposed to be taking care of those people, helping people that are in need, reaching out to those people that are in need. And and listen, if you're listening to the show, I want to tell you that many food banks, even in Pennsylvania, have just been stretched to the limit with so many people going there. This is not a time to be selfish. This is a time to reach out and help others. So, what your children are doing is a reflection of you, Doro, and that doesn't surprise me one bit
1: well they're they're good kids, and I'm knocking on wood here so far, so good so I think parenting is the toughest job in the world, and you
2: know, well you're doing a good job of it,
1: so, Doro, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today well i I think I would reiterate what you. Talk about, and that's hope, and that we never give up hope, and that um, you know, despite a bad economy and despite difficulties we all face, that we you know we have to cling on to hope and that um, and think of a better day because there will be one, and um, and I guess that would be it that that we just hang on to hope, and also that we um especially this week, that we remain grateful you know for what we do have and for um you know our our blessings because if we really think about it, we all have them, and yes that's right, and there's always something to be grateful for.
2: Well, Dora, I'll tell you one thing, we're grateful for you. (laughs) And we are thankful to you that you have kept on this leadership helping Americans with disabilities, people that are sometimes left out of the equation. We really are thankful for you.
1: Well, thank you, and I'm just honored to be a part of what you do and to be friends with Tony and all people who make a difference. And so it's, it's a good thing for me.
2: Well, thank you, and I want to also end the show with a quote from a famous person named former President Bush, Dora's father, who said, America is never wholly herself unless she is engaged in high moral principle. High moral principle means giving, helping. Don't forget that, Doro. Thank you so much, thank and I wish you, you and your family... A wonderful, happy, and blessed Thanksgiving.
1: Thank you, Joyce, and same to you.
2: All right. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone, and we'll see you next week on Voice America, where disability does matter. Thank you.
1: Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters, right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.